Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond. We discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark and dreary corners of the internet. I'm your host on this wild ride, William Key, and this is episode 110. How's everybody been? It's It's been a couple weeks. Um, as you guys are probably aware, uh, in the last episode, I did discuss the fact that I was going to be taking a brief hiatus, sort of a mental health break. And I'm going to go into some of those details uh, in a little bit, but I thought I'd flip the script and kind of go over some major things that I've been catching up on. Uh, and then we'll go into sort of life updates because... I didn't really prepare a lineup. I thought that first episode back, maybe take it easy and just kind of get everybody caught up on life and sort of my my thoughts and how I've been feeling and stuff like that. Uh, I haven't actually played much. I took kind of a break from gaming, but I did play through start and finish Untitled Goose Game. Not like 100% completion, obviously. I did all the sort of main tasks uh, for the first go around. Uh, and then I did a couple of tasks for the sort of the second go around, but it was a lot of fun. It was, it was this fun little quirky puzzle game, uh, that involved you playing as this sort of menacing meddlesome goose that is just going from space to space and just doing a list of tasks on a, a checklist and just trying to piss off as many people as possible. And that can involve anything from stealing a farmer's food uh, and tools to stealing and impersonating a duck in somebody's backyard to also, I think, dumping a bucket on somebody's head and hiding in boxes and just doing a bunch of menacing things to just, you know, mess with people's days. And you know what? I had a lot of innocent fun with it. The fact that you, you know, you can play as an animal and act like that animal and honk like a goose and you can honk as many times as you want. You know what I mean? It reminded me of my, of those fun old days on the PlayStation two playing a dog's life where you really get to just play the dog. Very few and far between are there games where you really get to play as the animal. On one hand, I can count you know, adding untitled goose game to the list. You've also got stray, which I played last year and really enjoyed last year. No, we're still in 2023. I play, It was like the first game I played this year. So Stray, you get to play as a cat. You get to do cat things as well as A Dog's Life on PlayStation 2. Um, and all those games, they keep they, they make it simple enough. You know, uh, you have a button to bark or meow or honk in this case. So maybe what I have to do is I have to sort of like finish the, the five-fingered hand count of different animal games where I get to just be an animal and do animal things. You know, I don't have any specific attributes for what I'm looking for. I just want to play as different types of animals and do the bare minimum tasks as that animal. And I'm not counting Sonic the Hedgehog because he's sort of an anthropomorphic hedgehog and he doesn't do hedgehog things. You know, he doesn't run around and just bump into things. Like maybe I just want to play as a guinea pig. If there's a game out there where you get to play as a guinea pig and sort of try to escape from a cage and then you can just, you know, run around squeaking, that would be amazing. If there's any game developers out there that are interested in making that game for me, I will play it for you, provided you give me a free code. And then I will promote it on the show. I'm calling it right now. I want the guinea pig simulator right now. Right now. I'm serious. I will turn the show off and I'll play that game. But that's that's really all I've been playing on the game side. I have been kind of mellow and not really in the mood to game 
you know, I've been watching new games come and go. You know, I've been hearing a lot of discussion about games like Jedi Survivor. Tears of the Kingdom is set to come out a week from today, so that's fairly exciting. And I'm recording, of course, on a, uh, a Friday instead of a Thursday. So Tears of the Kingdom, I'm excited to see the reception behind that. Uh, we also had Redfall drop to clearly not the best reception. I didn't think it was going to be rating as bad as it actually is. In fact, it's considered like a like a failure actually and even xbox ceo phil spencer came out and said i will take the blame for the bad reviews and the fact that the game is not running to up to our typical xbox bethesda standards and that's sort of a shame i mean i didn't really have faith in redfall but coming at it from my perspective it was not i was not its target audience i'm not into those massive multiplayer co-op style games you know, I had my experience and my thrill with that with Left 4 Dead back on the uh, Xbox 360. That time has come and gone. Um, there hasn't been a game that's really pulled me back into that world. So I wasn't interested in Redfall at all. And it didn't really look like it was breaking any new ground. And the fact that Arcane Austin kind of took a swing with this and it didn't do so well. And the game had already been delayed at least once and... It was set to be one of those game of the year contenders. I was I was thinking it was going to be a contender for game of the year, and it really didn't. And people are now worried that this is going to this is going to be like what is Starfield going to look like now? Because Starfield's been delayed multiple times. It's set to, to debut in the fall. Is this game going to be ready for launch? Is it going to be a buggy mess? Because uh, if Starfield's a mess, then that's really the final nail in the coffin for Xbox. Uh, so I think Phil Spencer is taking note of this sort of failure of Redfall. And also, I think Redfall had also experienced some issues with embargoes being broken. Somebody had posted a review of the game at like 11 p.m. the day before instead of posting it at 11 a.m. Uh, the day of the release. And so there were people who were already um, breaking the embargo on this game and, you know, review bombing it as well on Metacritic, which is not fair to the developers who have worked very hard on the game. But IGN gave it a four out of 10, which, you know, for a game of this scale, that's kind of sad to see. Like I was aiming for Redfall to be more of a six or seven, not like not below a 50%. So this isn't good for Xbox. You know what I mean? But they'll, they'll bounce back. You know, this, they had have faith, you know, they, they have had some, some hits, especially out of Bethesda, uh, with Tango Gameworks releasing Hi-Fi Rush earlier this year to like critical acclaim. But I think that that was a case of, you know, there being no real hype built around the, the game and it being shadow dropped. I think that did help that game's case. But all eyes are on Starfield now because that's Xbox's next big game, unless there's something coming out this summer, but I'm not really sure about that. Otherwise, moving away from gaming, let's go talk about what I've been watching. The biggest thing, and this is kind of cheat the system a little bit, but I think that this is big enough and budget quality enough to say that it falls into the realm of a docu-TV show, is Double Fine Psych Odyssey. I've been hearing so much buzz around this. And I had to check it out for myself. So in the time that I've been off, I've been watching each episode of Double Fine Psych Odyssey, and I'm about 30 minutes from the finale of finishing this 32-part docu-series about the development, the, the six to eight-year development of Psychonauts 2. This is crazy, the fact that they that the um, two-player productions, the, the three-person crew that it was hired by Double Fine to film their day-to-day -day experience in making this game, have shown this 
level of transparency behind the idea of making games and you know the people involved in the games and you you build this relationship with a lot of the people making the games and the different uh, teams and how they have to sort of work towards building a product that everybody's going to be satisfied with and you see the drama you see the the work that it's take to hit the deadlines and the stress and the anxiety and and how it bubbles up and boils over and then COVID hits at the at like near the end of the game's development cycle uh, when it's supposed to launch, having to adjust to then working on the game through COVID, which is a challenge. And I feel like I would have had a bit more context had I played Psychonauts 1 or 2. I haven't played them, but I am planning on playing them. But it's, you know, this is definitely a, a documentary that is for people interested in game development people who are interested in video games in general i don't think that this would have fared well if it had been released on something like netflix because it would not have voted well but this is perfect for the youtube platform and double fine is known for doing a lot of behind the scenes work on some of their projects they did one for broken age and they also cover what is known as their amnesia Fortnite events which are basically these two-week breaks where they they do almost like a like a game developer uh, competition where they pitch. They have everybody from the team come together to pitch a game idea, and the top four games or games get chosen, and those people who pitch the game become project leads, who they get separated into different teams, and they get to go and make a, a different game for two weeks, and pitch it and bring it to Tim, who is the uh, the project lead, studio lead, and they get to play that finished game. Uh, after two weeks it's a hardcore grind but it's meant to sort of be like a a break from the development of the main game psychonauts 2 so there were some cool elements that were uh shown off in this documentary i you know i'm glad that i'm i'm finally seeing this thing through to the end i didn't think i was ever gonna make it but i had it on my backlog for such a long time and i finally decided to to bear down and just finish it because it was gonna sit in my watch later list forever until i finally did it Finally, I'm also getting caught up on The Flash as well as You. Uh, season four of You came out and my wife and I watched that to completion. And so there's one more season to go uh, airing in 2024 and that'll be the end of You. And as well, we're on The Flash. We're kind of at the victory lap now and finishing season nine and four episodes left to go. Uh, I think I've got five actually, but there's at least four or five episodes left to go and then it'll be done. So that'll be the end of the Arrowverse as we know it because Superman and Lois isn't directly tied to the Arrowverse, but I can't imagine that that or Gotham Knights is going to go past another season if their plan is to just, you know, phase out the Arrowverse in favor of James Gunn's new DC universe. We'll find out. I'm sure both Gotham Knights and Superman and Lois are sort of in the middle of their seasons now. So they, or just starting that we'll find out more when they uh, (laughs) unveil if they get, picked up for another season so like i said uh i kind of flipped the script on this episode and i talked about what i was experiencing but i want to kind of go into some life updates and also discuss time off because yeah i did kind of occupy that time with catching up on some shows but it was also a much needed break from just the weekly grind of coming and bringing the show uh, to you guys I wouldn't consider it a grind because it really doesn't take much work to develop this show, especially since it's been fairly a, fairly a one-man band for the past three years. And it's it's something that I thought that, like, 
you know, as weeks went on, I was going to slowly kind of dwindle thoughts about it. But I'd say like that first week after I took a break, I was thinking about it on the Thursday when I would have recorded. I'm like, oh, this feels weird. It's like a hole is missing. Then the second week, same thing. Third week, same thing. And as as we got closer to May, I started thinking about, okay, well, May, am I going to record the first week of May or the second week of May? Like I was getting myself ready, mentally prepared to do so. I'll be honest, like the beginning of April, when I announced that I was going to take this hiatus, I, I was dealing with a lot in my head and I, and I was for the most, for the bulk of April, you know what I mean? And it's been amazing to see how, the, the talk about mental health has, has grown so much in this space. And I've, I've been taking to sort of getting involved in the conversation and to support people who are kind of dealing with their own mental health journeys. Speaking specifically to two people that have talked openly about their mental health online, of course, Alex, aka Sidejester99, has talked on, on his Twitter account earlier this week about how he's finally going to go uh, seek therapy for his own mental health and how it kind of reached a boiling point and that he realized that he needed to do it for his own sake and for his family. And I, I completely understand. It's one of those things that like, even for myself, I didn't think that I needed it up until when I finally decided to make the call and just decided like one day I'm going to do this. And sometimes it takes, you know, waking up one day and, and realizing like, you know, this, I need this more than I realized. I've been putting it already now to, to have that conversation. You got to kind of be ready for it in your own time. You can't like other people aren't going to push you into doing it. Like they can make recommendations and suggestions, but it's really up to you to sort of like take that first step. So I commend Alex and I appreciate him being so open and honest and sharing his mental health journey as well. The man, Sean Capri, over at Carpool Gaming, who had just came back from his own hiatus. Uh, he took about a month or two off from podcasting entirely on Carpool Gaming and has just made a return following their most recent Carpool Gaming days. I think it was last week that they did it. And it's been so... And, and they're actually uh, enacting an initiative over at Carpool Gaming where each of the hosts are going to be rotating two weeks off from all their res- from their respective shows to give themselves mental health breaks. And I think that's such a cool initiative because then it allows to sort of switch up the different hosts throughout the different shows that they record because they have about five shows in that section. But it allows everybody to be able to take a much needed break and to not always be on all the time. Because what this is, and I'm I'm only doing one show and it, it's challenging enough, but if you're hosting two or three multiple shows, if you've got like a multi-show network like Carpool Gaming is, it can be hard to always be on all the time. Uh, so I commend Sean for taking um, taking that much needed time to really reflect and to really put forth such an amazing initiative, not only for himself, but for his, his fellow teammates and to make mental health a topic of discussion that should be something that is always on the mind. I have always been open and honest with my own mental health journey from when that's been going on, uh, especially in this past like month and a half and stuff that I will be, you know, sharing when the time comes, when I'm ready to, to share it, uh, because there's going to be some changes coming of course this year for, for, uh, me and my family, uh, good changes. It's positive changes. It's, it's stressful and it's, it's anxiety inducing, but that's, it's good, positive change. And it's a good step forward. And, 
you know, I had conversation with my therapist this week as well. And actually, funny enough, brought this show up first thing because I had a conversation with her and I said, when was the last time I spoke to you? And she's like, oh, it was like March 25th. And I'm like, oh, so that was like before I took my hiatus. And I'm like, oops. So I, I kind of brought her up to speed and, and she gave me some homework and she said, you know, your homework for this week, record a podcast. And I'm like, oh. And then I found out today that my wife is uh, playing volleyball. And I've said to her, I'm not the most comfortable recording a show with you just sitting on the couch next to me. So maybe one day I will be, I will be uh, feeling less of that shame and that embarrassment of being always on uh, in, in front of her performing, feeling like I have to perform to nobody. So I said, okay, she's out of the house until later tonight. So I, you know what, let's do the show. Let's bring it back this week, even though I had nothing planned. One thing I do want to talk about that I also forgot to mention was that during my break, I was kind of ra- like going around in my head about like, what should I do with this time off? I feel like in some ways, if I'm going to have time off, I should be productive in some way. So I kind of took to my blog and actually started trying to make and and build out a new calendar for articles that I want to write in the future. Uh, I ended up writing a blog article a couple weeks ago uh, on the topic of nostalgia. It was an idea that had been circulating in my head for a while. And I finally um, sat down, I had a day off from work and I was able to do so uh, and, and write it and publish it. And I don't think anybody read it, but it's fine. I just got all my thoughts out on paper and I wrote it and I published it. So maybe I'll share, I'll share the link to it uh, in the show notes if I remember to do so. But um, the other thing, of course, is when I came back to the show, I had I had these thoughts that things were going to be a little different with the way I approached the show, with the way I approached the format, like. I was talking to so many people about how I was taking this hiatus and how I was almost expecting to do something with this time off. And people were like, you don't have to. Sometimes you can just take a break to take a break. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Like, I mean, I'm busy enough with work, with Finn, with family that like, maybe I do need, just need the break and just need to enjoy the break. So, you know, I didn't put too much pressure on myself, right? That's why I didn't like... I, I didn't get play like 17 billion games or I didn't write all these different blog posts. You know what I mean? Like I have ideas in my head and it's one of those things that like they will come when they come. And again, like even today, um, thinking about the fact that like I do still want to get guest hosts back on the show and I do, but I've been kind of hitting a roadblock with that in my head where I feel like I've done this show for so long that if I start bring, making it about the guests, that it would be a completely different show. And what if I were to just do it as a separate show? So that's something that I've still been kind of toying around with in my head, but I don't think it would matter either way, whether I do it on this show or if I started a whole different show. Maybe it's just one of those things that I just, you know, and it'll come to me and I'll eventually start like building up the confidence to, to reach out and start inviting people on. But maybe I just won't be in my head about it so much. That's still in in uh, progress, I guess, is what the future of that's going to look like. Otherwise, so make sure that you take care of your mental health. That's super important. And, you know, I'm always here to be an ear for people who want to reach out and, and share their thoughts and feelings or if they have any questions, you know, within reason. 
I'll try to answer as best I can. I'll try to give advice where I can, but I, I want this show to be a, a safe place for people to listen and not feel like they're judged for dealing with mental health issues because it's a topic that I take very seriously and it's something that I care very much about. And I'm always going to be my open and honest self on this platform. And, and the person that you see and listen to is the person that you would see and, and it'd be the person that you would hang out with over a cup of coffee. I'm the same person on the show as I am off the show. So I don't know. I, that's, that's just who I am. And I'm, I'm so glad to be back and next week when I record, hopefully it will be a more normal show, my return to form, if you will. But for now, I am going to bring the show to a close. Great to be back. Like I said, if you want to head over to my blog, wkey.wordpress.com, I posted the Bittersweet Nostalgia article. It'll be first on the page, wkey.wordpress.com. It's where you'll find feature-length articles like that one, some news pieces or general opinions on anything I find interesting. If you want to follow me on social media, here's a couple of places to do so. Uh, I'm no longer going to promote Hive because I'm not using it. Uh, but if you want to follow this podcast on Twitter, the podcast uh, handle is at Podcast Outbreak. My personal Twitter is at Will Key. That's spelled K-E-E. If you want to search me up on TikTok or Redbubble, search William Outbreak. This show is available on on anchor.fm at anchor.fm backslash the outbreak podcast but we can also be found uh, distributed to apple spotify google listen notes iHeartRadio, amazon music plus audible TuneIn plus alexa and many many more feel free as well if you are listening on a platform like apple if it allows you to do a review of the show please leave a review leave an open and honest review hopefully it's a five star don't bash me too hard you know what i mean i just got back and i don't want to be kicked to the curb and told to leave that you suck blah 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 like don't want to hear that stuff thank you guys so much for listening and have yourselves a wonderful night weekend whatever it is may the fifth be with you i guess for that weekend it's god damn it see you guys around